welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of Sandown and Wincanton. The action this weekend. It is Tolwood Hurdle weekend, so we're looking forward to seeing if Constitution Hill can back up his last run and put pressure down on the supreme favourite John Bond in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev? Hello, I'm excellent, you. I'm excellent. Couldn't be better. Good stuff. And Tony Calvin, who's now world famous for calling me an idiot on their uh, weighed in <laughs> on Monday, has been basking in the glow of that all week long. How are you, TC? Oh, wait until they wait until they listen to the four-letter outtake. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the mildest form of Tony Fulpy <laughs> over the last year. Listeners, I tell you look. Um, okay, Daniel Barber, you're with us. Uh, I should say that we've had a, a one or two mic issues, but I think they've been resolved. And all we want is your perfect tips, Dan. Are you gonna be able to deliver? Yeah, I can. Don't worry, it's not that bad. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. You have me worried for a minute. Oh, I get Barry panic in there. Right, we'll kick on, gents. We'll kick on if we can. Sandown is our first destination. The 150 is the Unibet Horse Betting Operator of the Year Handicap Chase. It's two miles. And Gunsight Ridge is your 13 to 8 favourite uh, for Ollie Murphy. In from 15 to 8 this week to 13 to 8 now. A bit of support. And Numator is 4 to 1. Moonlighter for Nick Williams, 5 to 1. Up the straight is 6 to 1, and that's 8 to 1 bar. Right, Kevin Blake. Um, again, short enough field, but uh, a short price favourite in Gunsight Ridge. Is he backable or opposable? I'm taking him on with Numator, oh. Hugo. Numator, header main. Um, likeable front runner kind of has been steadily progressing the way up the ranks ran very well at Newbury last time just beaten by uh, Il Redotto picked him up late on um, and look the angle here is pace um, I think he's going to get the lead to himself uh, Moonlighter um, has forced has helped force the pace in the past but he's finishing really really weakly um, in his two starts this year so I don't think that this season I don't think they're going to have the confidence to go forward with him um, so in that event I'm hoping Numator will get the lead to himself and the ground will be no problem it's going to be quite testing I'd say uh, but it won't be a problem to him and I'm hoping he'll be very hard to catch from the front end Hugo okay so you're going against the fab with Numator and you've made a decent case Tony Calvin, I mean, on your New Year's resolution, there's only technically one horse you can back here, and that's Paddy's Poem. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that who no. you're going for? No, no, no. I'm not going for anything in this race. Okay. Hey. In fact, <laughs> I have had a bet in the race, but I had a bet on Tuesday when I put up, up the straight uh, tw- 12 to 1 each way, first three places. So that's worked out quite well. Um, okay. I wouldn't go in again at the current price. Um Obviously, we've lost the each way angle to the race now, but I just think Dan Dan knows his horse obviously very well. He's um, I'll try my head in my hand. He, he napped it um, last March at this track over over two mile four, and it traded one hundred three in the run. And it, uh, you know, it was a hey, what, what a horrible man you are! And it, and it absolutely, honestly, it, it went from hero to zero at that running. <laughs> Very, very quickly. It's the name of my autobiography, and if you but the egg that's not the first time he's emptied out. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a good he ran a really good second to uh Umbregada at Funtwell oh, last week. talking about Dan there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything else you'd like to remind Dan of? Remember when your puppy died, Dan? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a podcast, not a counseling okay. session. So oh, TC's yeah. in a 12 to 1 and up the straight, which is uh, yeah, look, basically the angle with this horse is. He's going to get a decent pace to weigh him at. Kev mentioned uh, Numitor, the likely pace angle, but Paddy's poem has made the running before and Moonlighter. So I think we'll get a, a strong enough pace. No, we won't. Testing. <laughs> no, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll be up your arse making, it, making you honest. 
So you've got that. You, the step down to two miles is, is the key here. Like he, he hasn't been really been finishing out his races over two mile four, and he's never raced over this trip before. So I think a strongly run race, soft ground will suit. He's got course form. He's down to a career low mark of 132 now. And, you know, if he comes back to that sand down run last March, I think he must go very, very close. But yeah, I, I'm expecting the step down in trip will bring back improvement off his career low mark. So, yeah, um, if you haven't played, I, I think seven to one in the marketplace is fair win only, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not going in again. But uh, okay. hopefully the Yankee Post will finish in the first three for that. Yeah, Dan, so up the straight imploded last time out. Tell us about your puppy dying and the first girl to break your heart. Anything else you want to tell us? <laughs> you have to get a girl for one to break your heart. I mean, <laughs> Other <laughs> options are available, Dan. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with both of you, really. I think it's a poor fav, and I think it's a fav that will drift. Because I think he'll be taking off his feet if Numatore does his usual trick. He's down in trip. None of his two-mile form gun sight ridge would, would be good enough to win it. You're reliant on him getting a pace collapse, really. And I don't think that's going to happen. Numatore, as Kev described, just a really likable front runner who's had only six starts over fences. He's really progressive. But if he overdoes it, the one who's going to pick him off is up the straight, I think. I mean, I like the return of Houlihan as well. Tony didn't mention that. Now's back on. Really good three-pound mm. claimer. And the handicap has just been very generous to him, which is a recurring theme on this podcast discussing that, isn't it? How he's got to 132 from 138, his last handicap run, I don't know. But that's what the handicap has seen fit to do. And, and it's not a million that he takes advantage. It wouldn't be going overboard. But if you could bet those fours and sevens mm. on Saturday morning, I'd be very surprised. Okay, good stuff. The 225 is the aforementioned Tolworth. It's a novice hurdle over two miles. And again, we're very much looking forward to seeing this Constitution Hill for Nicky Henderson back out. He's not a working man's price. He's two to five. Uh, Mr. Glass, seven to one. That's all right. Gino at eight to one. Jetoile at eight to one. And it's 10 to one bar. There's only six runners in this, TC. I don't see a betting angle in it for you. Uh, I'm obviously going to back the favourite, but uh, what do you... How are you going to play this one? I think you might... I think, you, I think hopefully you'll be collecting if you do back him around about four to nine because... Uh... We're, we're recording that um, that's Christmas special uh, uh, that Sandown Tingle Betfair Tingle Creek meeting when when Constitution Hill won that and me and mm-hmm. Kevin watched it together out the front and visually he was sprinting past that winning line and and the times back that up as well I mean it was it was a phenomenal performance and um, I'll be obviously will be pretty devastating if they get beat here I mean the ground they are expecting not another nine mil on Saturday and a horse with that much speed I don't think it want it heavy and that that nowhere you get nowhere deeper than that hurdles track at Sandown so the ground would worry me I wouldn't be going in odds on on, on that course wherever the horse is but uh, I think most people would be playing the without favourite market um, I always get this horse's name wrong shall we have one more go is that right shall we have shall, shall we have one more Shall, shall we, we have, have shall we more? have one more? Yeah, shall we have yeah, one shall more? Shall we have yeah. one more? Yes, we um, yes, we I, I know the I know he beat um he beat a really well talented Henderson uh, newcomer in a bumper uh, at Kempton and uh, they were very surprised that one got beat and this horse did everything well, pulled hard throughout, um, and it was quite amazing that he still finished second at Ascot. Uh, he's really well regarded this horse. If he settles and becomes a bit more tractable, uh, I think he's the one to follow uh, Constitution Hill home. Um, I'd be there's no bet for hasn't got a market up now. I'd be looking for five to two or bigger. Um, one firm has literally just gone up and they're 100 to 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I get off this podcast, it should be around about 11 to four tops. I would have thought if I can get hold of it. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I'll be back in that one without the favorite. Okay, we should mention as well there's the Betfair connection with that's all right, Gino. Uh, the horse is owned 
by the Glenn Davis partnership. And it's the mom and dad of Anna Glenn Davis who heads up the Bedford Racing Campaigns team. So a bit of a private connection. And Anna, we wish you the very best of luck, don't we, Daniel Barber? I don't think we'd be back in a, to beat the favourite here unless we have a mad upset. Stranger things have happened, but just the, the favourite looks very, very good. Yeah, I don't think they will beat him. And I'm not that concerned about the ground because it was soft when we were there and he absolutely powered through it late on. He wasn't tiring at the end, was he? That's my concern with Tony. I, I thought me and Tony might be on the same page here. I am with um, Anna's mum and dad's horse for the without fab, just because I, ca- I can't back a flatbread two miles sand down on this on heavy mm-hmm. ground. Shall, shall we have one more? He's he's by authorised, but his dam's out, uh, was out, was by Johannesburg. She won over five furlongs. He's raced twice on good to soft ground. And I think he's looked to have loads of pace and has actually been quite keen in his races. I'd be worried about him falling in a hole. Whereas I think that's all right. Gino is an out and out stayer at the trip. I was at Cheltenham the day he just wore down that once raced horse of Tizard's led late. And he might be a pick the pieces up horse, a horse that will be staying on. Others may have a crack at beating Constitution Hill. And if they do so, I think they'll probably pay for it because I think he's exceptional. And mm. I'm hoping it's the family connection picks up the pieces for second. I, I hope we're, Kev Constitution Hill just confirms everything we think he might be. Um, and as I said to you the last time, with, with the amount of uh, decent two-mile novice hurdles now, the Supreme could be quite the race if they all kind of come, come to form and, and actually make it there. Yeah, sure. Look, we hope he fulfills the promise, I suppose, just from a neutral's point of view, which I am in this race. I don't have a big view, but um, like he's seemingly very, very laid back and doesn't show loads. Um, so given how impressive he was at Sandown, we, we'd love to see him do something like that again. Um, so that's my main interest in the race. Um, I, all, I don't think we've ever commented on it, but is Mr. Glass not the most pessimistically named horse of all time? <laughs> You're familiar with this reference? Fr- what, what, I'm, what I'm assuming yeah. is named after uh, the character Samuel L. Jackson's character in Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, You're familiar with this? That was. Yeah, they call me Mr. Glass because my bones break like glass. He's the opposite to Bruce Willis, who is unbreakable. I could oh, be now. Gosh. I've made some horrific calls in this podcast, <laughs> assuming a name refers to one thing or the other. But that's, that'll be my understanding. Which yeah, is, well, that, that's <laughs> interesting enough. That's interesting enough if that is the case. And if it is, even if it isn't, we'll stick with that, Kev. We'll keep, we'll keep your story straight for now. <laughs> John Dance on Twitter can let us know if, uh, if I'm completely off the yeah, mark there. It's probably exactly. named after something totally different. Okay, so um, sit back and enjoy then, and hopefully Constitution Hill upholds the form. The three o'clock is the Veterans Handicap Chase, three miles, uh, just over three miles here. ASO is your 11 to four favourite. Nice wide open bet, uh, betting race in the Handicap Chase. ASO 11 to four for Venetia Williams. Final nudge, six to one. Rolling Dillon is available at seven to one at the time of recording. You've got Wandering Star, eight to one. Sir Ivan Tens, and it's have what you like by all the rest. Right, Dan. Nice open handicap chase here. Give us something a bit of value to get stuck into, please. Well, Mr. Mr. Brennan gave, I think at this stage, possibly ride of the season on final nudge at Warwick. I mean, it's not a place where you normally come from rear to win over fences with, a, with them coming up thick and fast, particularly so on good ground as it was that day. But he timed it to absolute perfection. I still think there's mileage in this horse. He was a 140 yeah. horse for David Dennis in his prime. Actually, I say his prime. His prime might actually be now. He's... He's just turned 13, but he's only had two or three starts. I think it's three starts now for Fergal O'Brien. Came good on his reappearance at Warwick. He ran really well on both starts for him last season as well. And I think he can raise his game again. He's gone up only three pounds. Um, the stiffer test of stamina will surely be in his favour. We talk about a horse who was in the mix in a Midlands National over four miles not that long ago. He's he, He's bound to be played late. And I just think there's a wealth of pace in this. The King's Rick, Dashing Perk, 
sorry for reading it blatantly, but I need to refresh my memory. Valadom, mm-hmm. Indy 5, Dancing Shadow. Like, more than half the yeah. field yeah. either make the run-in, have made the run-in, or race prominently. So I'm thinking it's going to be a pace collapse, and I yeah. think his superior stamina will give him the edge over Aso, who whose form in theory is taking a boost because Black Lion won by a mile again next time. But he's never struck me as as a dour stayer, and I thought yeah. he had a hard race as well. So I'm... I'm com- comprehensively behind final nudge and I'd have these two a lot closer in the market than threes and sixes. Okay, six to one final nudge time of recording. Kev, are you going to back that up or are you going elsewhere? Oh, I have a feeling we might have a unanimous vote here because I'm with him and I, I like the, the noises Tony Calvin was making as well. Um, yeah. I'm with him for all the reasons Dan mentions. The one thing that I'd add that he hasn't um, it's just from a pace mapping point of view. Like I think that these old boys are going to go right out gallop here. There's loads that like to go forward. He likes to be ridden yeah. with a bit of patience, so that can only play to his strengths as well. So, two out of two for final nudge. Will it be three out of three, Tony Calvin? Final not, nudge. Not gonna have. Not gonna have a bet in it. Uh, I think Aso is the right favourite. Um, I'm like like Dan. I've never had him down as a stair as well, but I mean, last time out has got to. Has got to assuage your fears to a certain degree, you know. If he's if he's finishing a good second, mm. uh, Haydock over three an extended three miles there, and um, yeah, well, obviously Black Lines now rated a, a, a stone higher after gagging up. So Aso Ryanair, you know, the top weight doesn't bother me. He's got the class to win this. He was twenty pound higher at his peak. He has to be on the shortlist. And final nudge is, is the alternative around about five six to one. So I actually backed him in the Midlands National, and I was pretty filthy with Paddy there. I thought. I thought he gave it a, a pretty poor ride. And I think he should have gone very close to winning there. So I think there's mileage in him as well. But do I want to be backing at 11 to 4 and 5s in, in 30 runner race where I can make a case for the likes of Indy 5 and maybe Wandering Star? No, I, I'm on balance. Those are the two I'd, I'd, I'd play if I was, but uh, I don't need to have a bet in this. Uh, so okay. One more thing about the ASO, though, the Black Lion thing. People are bound to draw, get drawn to that, aren't they? Oh, mm. That race that Black Lion won, nothing else was even breathing by the home turn. It was but it was hate freak. Nothing. Yeah, it nothing. was a com- <laughs> complete freak race. And if you view it actually through the third, Lakeview Lad wasn't that far behind the pair of them. And he hasn't let, he hasn't boosted yeah. that form since. So. That, that, you know, I've always had him down as a two-mile four horse. And then if you are looking to oppose Aso, a lot, you know, most of his all his best forms come left-handed as well. He's has one right-handed, but he's a left-handed horse, maybe a two-mile four, two-mile five horse. But I think I think he could outclass these on the bridle to be perfectly lovely. Okay, good stuff. The last race on the card at Sandown is the handicap hurdle. It's again, it's two miles, and Hermes Boy, it's 335 on your card. Hermes Boy is your two to one favorite. And Mac the Man, seven to two for Evan Williams. Natural History, nine to two. Volkovka for Fergal O'Brien is in at six to one. Zambezi Fix at eight to one. It's 10 to one bar. Uh, Kevin Blake, not the easiest race to work out, or is it? Um, I'm siding with Volkovka, which sounds like a dodgy brand of vodka you get down yes. your local uh, your local discount shop. Polish um, discount shop. <laughs> yeah, Volkovka. Volkovka. <laughs> Do Russia, Russia. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in fairness to her, she, she's been very progressive. She's uh, I think she I I suspect she's still going to improve more. Um we saw her that day. We're at Sandown. Um she was second to Shiraco's dream there. Uh, well clear of the rest the handicapper gave her a bit of a boot now gave her five pounds for finishing second which was spicy enough now but um i'd say there's still more to come from her that was her first go at two and a half miles and you know given how well she ran i think it's quite interesting that they're, that they're choosing to come back to the minimum um they, they 
one assumes they, they had a view that maybe she didn't quite get home that day, despite seeming to run very well. So um, back down to the minimum, nice racing weight because Navajo Pass, um, you know, is clear top weight here. And she gets in with 111 stone. And uh, with Patty Brennan back on board, I'll take my chances with her. Okay. What about yourself, Tony Callum? Um, again, I'm not having a bet here. Oh, I have got some bets coming up at Twin Canton, so don't yeah. worry. But yeah, I, um, I've, I've been all over natural history since uh, a confidence boosting run at, at Doncaster, shall we say, last time. I actually put him up. I put him up at Leicester next time on an ICV card, and um, mm. I put him up at sevens, and he's literally within about half an hour. He's into 130. So someone else thought even that was the day as well. But the, the car got abandoned. He was due to run at Foss Lass on Wednesday. Got pulled out quite near the off and I tweeted immediately after the race that you know because he wasn't running there the 11th and 10th in the marketplace were just going to disappear and it's something you know, so they might take him out again because of the ground uh, well all his best flat run came on heavy ground didn't it and I know they always thought it was a mudlark but they they're coming around to the fact he needs he needs better ground but he's you know the, the flat mark that he got 101 for came on heavy ground mm. so I, I think they might give his chance they've got to get this horse out haven't they um but the problem is he's got he has got a very patchy profile and I think it could be a hot handicap. Uh without you know, Kev mentioned the Volkovka that had the option of the mayor's race on the card mm-hmm. and the two at the top of the market very solid as well. And okay. um at five to one I can let natural history pass, but he's gonna he's gonna absolutely gag up off a mark of 118 yeah, sooner than definitely. All right, last word to you, Dan, before we move to Wincanton. Yeah, t- Tony just tipping horses that I've had heartbreaking. Nat Plotties <laughs> with previously. He obviously yeah. ran a stinker first time out. Uh, um, the long bloody list, Dan, I must admit. I know it is. You are the uh, 101 failure, man. <laughs> uh, I thought I'm amazed nobody's made a gag about Hermes Boy being delivered late and in poor condition, but... Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because that would have been a really shit team. joke, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I do specialise in those, as you well know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought he might run himself into the ground, Hermes Boy. He's going to get pestered by Navajo Pass. Sand down soft ground. We keep saying it, but the complexion changes there. And I thought there's a lot to take from McGowan's passes stable debut. Uh, Haydock, he went as well as any for a long way over 19 furlongs. He just got his optimum conditions. You see him sluicing around air on bad ground. I know the competition's a bit tougher down at Sandown, but he's got absolutely everything in his favour. He's had that spin. Twiston Davis is riding him. I'm sure he'll be fitter for it. Uh, and it wasn't long ago that he had Gubernator completely on, a stre- on the stretch of air two miles at background before the bid for home took its toll and he got chinned late on. That horse has been a revelation on the flat this year. So, yeah, McGowan's pass. I don't think he will be double figures come the off, but he is at the moment. Lovely. Okay, brilliant, lads. We'll move on to Wincanton. The 130 is the Stalbridge Handicap Hurdle. Big money-back special here on the Betfair side. If your horse doesn't finish um, the fir- in the first three, basically get your money back as a free bet. So if your horse doesn't finish in the first three in the 130 at Wincanton, you get your money back. As a free bet, something to bear in mind here. You can have an old swing. Um, Plan Paradise and Pittsburgh are both four to one at the top of the market at the time of recording. You've got Midnight Calisto at five to one alongside Milado or Milado, however you want to pronounce that, at five to one. Cincinnati Kid is tens alongside Rectory Oak and it's 12 to one bar. Right, um, Tony Calvin, you did yeah. say um, you might have a couple of bets at Wincanton. Have you got something for us here, please? I have. Coupe de Bowl, Coupe de Bowl 12 to one uh, with a Betfair mm. sports book. Um, with that money back uh, concession, if he's not in the first three, obviously um, it might be the way to play that. And uh, now, okay. well, this horse is one of these, the joint most likely race horse in the field with just after just three starts. He, he joined um, 
He joined the stable after finishing third in a deep ground race in, in France uh, back in 2019. And he's obviously had massive problems since. But I imagine he was bought for quite a lot of money because Terry Warner and Tim Sider own him. Um, he's only had two starts since then. But the, the, the run last time at Newbury, uh, I thought, was full of promise. He travelled really well throughout the race. And it was a decent novice hurdle. Uh, at Newbury. Uh, the winners come out and finish a good second at Cheltenham. The fifths come out and run a really good second at Plumpton to a decent sort on Monday. And I think a mark of 106 that allows him just to sneak into this 105. I thought that was I thought that was pretty workable. Uh, the, we should mention it's currently good to soft soft in places to win Canton. The forecast is pretty horrendous from Thursday night onwards. I'm, I'm working on the basis of heavy ground. Given that run in France, and given that uh, unexposed nature, given that promising run at Newbury last time, uh, I wasn't expecting to get double figures about Coupe de Bois. He's 12 for the sports books. Um, I think you'll, you might even get 14s plus uh, on the exchange, but he's a horse I'm willing to back at 10 to 1 plus. So Coupe de Bois for me, win only. OK, Coupe de Bois 12 to 1, win only for Tony Calvin. What about yourself, Dan? I do like two at double figure prices as well. I mean, I thought this might be another pace collapse race. As Tony said, he, he, he flagged it up early in the day to us on the WhatsApp group that have you seen the forecast sort of thing. I mean, mm. there aren't many, maybe Aintree's a contender, but there aren't many tracks that differ as wildly because of conditions as, as Wincanton. It goes from being a place where you're running two miles in three and a half minutes on quickish ground to heavy ground where horses are just absolutely exhausted. I think the, the jockeys still ride like it's, normal Wincanton and they just go for home too soon so you've got Midnight Callisto Planned Paradise both likely prominent racers 14 runner field as it stands they should be a healthy pace and I liked two each way against the field both double figures as I say Noble Savage is one he's second to naturally high reads well at Lingfield under similar conditions and he had an excuse last time he lost a shoe and he was in that race involving V Dancer anyway um, the lad's claiming 10 again and he's had just three runs in handicaps and the other one's Kendall, who I think a stronger run two miles might be absolutely perfect for him. He won in remarkable fashion two starts ago because he got brought to a standstill as the tapes went up, but he continued to power through the race. I was inclined to forgive his last run. It was it was like three miles plus on very heavy ground. Hopefully it's not that bad by this stage because he was my mm. second bullet. I'm very disappointed. Nobody's given a, a mention to Delia Smith's horse. Let's be having, let's be having you. Come on. <laughs> Where are you? That was against where's City. Goss? Where's Jeremy Goss? Where's me wine? Yeah, my beloved City forced yeah. that out of her. Obviously, yeah. there's a few other oh. things at play that I think caused your beloved City and eight bottles of champagne. Yeah, Kevin. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, who do you like in this one? Don't have a big view, Hugo, but Pittsburgh. I thought it was quite interesting. He landed a touch mm. last time that uh, that Ronan McNally would have been proud of. Um, shown absolutely had <laughs> showed zilch prior to last time at mm. Catterick and um, was punted down to 11 to 4 Fav. Miss Alice Stevens claiming seven and got the job done by a neck. And for me, it was kind of Dawson as much as anything really late on. Uh, coming back and trip would be no problem. Ground would be a question mark, but I'd be hopefully be okay. And um, look, was was well out of the handicap that day, but you know was effectively running off a mark of seventy nine. Has gone up six uh, from the mark he ran off that day, um, up to eighty five. But I'd be thinking he, he'd be well up to defying that again. And um, I'm a little bit surprised he's the type of price he is. You know, whether he wins or loses, I thought he might be put in a bit shorter now with um, with Kevin Brogan taking over. Um, so yeah, I'd favour him, but it's not a strong view. 
Okay, lovely stuff. Then the 205 is the Hatherley Handicap Chase. Again, it's over two miles. Beldemanek is your three to one favorite. Casatol, five to one for Tom George. Desk de Lille at five to one. You've got Grey Diamond Sevens, 15 to two. Another Crick, and it's 10 to one bar. Dan, again, another wide open race. You can make a case for a few of these. Who have you come down on? I think at early prices, this might be, again, we judged on SP. I think at early prices, this might be the race they've got most wrong. Um, I'd have had two joint favourites, 11 to 4 or threes, maybe, and that would be Grey Diamond and another Crick. And they haven't got that. They've got them at sevens and 15 to two. Grey Diamond, the angle's quite simple. You've got Tudor back on. He's in a much weaker race. He's snuck into a knot to 130, despite being rated 131. I think he's going to get a soft lead. I don't think see anything taking him on. And he's tried to run the finish out of proper two-mile handicappers on his last two starts, like the Veditor de Gite and Anil Ridotto. Um when we saw him last at Newbury and that just told late on, I thought it was a much easier assignment for him. And the thing with another crick, he's just handicapping. I mean, he had a run over hurdles first time out last season, came out next time on his second outing and was fourth in a really good race at Warwick, won by two for gold. Aso was second, who we just mentioned in line with the veterans race. He's done the same this year and suddenly finds himself a one, two, two. I don't I don't know why that he's dropped 12 pounds. It seems extremely generous. He's not an each way vehicle. He's a win only vehicle, but I, I'd struggle to split those two. And I think the market's got this wrong. Well, they've got a badly wrong in that case for them. Seven to one and 15 to two. So two interesting ones there for Dan to keep an eye on. If the money comes as well, Grey Diamond and another Crick. And what about yourself, TC? Have you had a bet in this one? No, um, I think the market's got it right. I think Bill is should be, should be the clear favorite. Um, it's got every, she's got everything going for it. Now, course forms, dual course winner, stable forms, stable, stable flying. Won't mind if it's uh, heavy ground. She's got a good run on heavy. Um, you know, that form last time, she went up £10 for it, but it stacks up quite well because the horse she actually brushed aside there, finished second um, to Vienna Court at Cheltenham previously. So I think she's got a lot going for her. And, and I disagree with Dan here. I, I can see two potential... Pace angles in the race. Majestic Merlin is one, and Belle de Mesh is actually another. I think if you go back a year and Belle de Mesh was making the running, so I, I, I think because of the lack of pace in this race, I think they might revert to more prominent aggressive tactics on Belle de Mesh. And she's given, down in trip, given, so given that and given the ground. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I three to one. There are enough in there to, you know, to, to countenance against having a bet, but I do think she should be uh, the market leader, and I wouldn't be entirely surprised if they went from the front once again. Uh, they're they're okay. a very shrewd outfit, so Bildermanesh uh, would be my idea of the lo- most likely winner by some way. Good stuff. So the two boys disagreeing pretty strongly on that one. So the two forty, then our second last race is the Montague Handicap Hurdle. It's two miles and five furlongs. Um, crossing the bar is your four to one favorite. You've got Blair Gowry at five to one, Apple Rock six to one, Earth Business sixes, Mr. Sweet sevens, and it's eight to one bar. And um, yeah, okay, TC, you can kick off with this one then if you don't mind, please. Uh, nice yeah. wide open handicap hurdle. This would be giving it away early, but this will be my nap of the week. Um, okay, nap, great. Nap of the weekend is uh, I put up Apple Rock at eight on Tuesday. Uh, win only, and I will be going in again at six to one. Uh, I just think he's got an absolute tongue going for it. He's um, he was given Luca Morgan gave this horse the most weird ride at Leicester last time. I mean, 
You must have been that with Oshie Murphy the night before the riding. <laughs> I mean, you just do not go around the inner at, at Leicester, and he gave the inner to no one there, and he was detached from the field by a mile. So, mm. uh, you, I think you can throw it. Yeah, it actually ran remarkably well considering that. And the handicap, I would have thought, would have left it alone because he's got eyes as well. But he dropped it two pounds. He's now on the same mark as when winning really convincingly at Carlisle, crucially in heavy ground last year. Um, yeah, I mean Ben Pauling's yards in really good form. And you're not just basing it on that one as well. I mean, a few starts ago, finished a good fifth over three miles on good ground at Cheltenham off a five-pound higher mark than this, a much better handicap than this. I think if he reproduces the Carlisle win or the Cheltenham fifth off a five-pound higher mark than this, then I think he'll, he'll, he'll take a fair bit of whacking here because he's, everything's in place. Uh, like, and even, even the Cheltenham run on his penultimate start was, was promising enough, even if the last one was a, a chuck-out run. So, yeah, Apple Rock, six to one or bigger, uh, win only is the bet. A nice strong shout then from Tony Calvin for yourself, Dan, in the same handicap hurdle. Are you uh, looking somewhere else? Yeah, you could echo a fair few of those sentiments. I, I was really confident when I saw the five-day entries, but then the, the more I delved as the decks came through, I, I did become a bit fearful of a couple. Earth Business would be one because he's from very much a soft ground family. He's from the family of Emperor's Choice, who won a Welsh National and was about as big a mudlark as you'd get. And Mr. Sweets, who's a scorpion, but hasn't looked less than straightforward at all. So the way he travelled over three miles at Weatherby last time suggested to me he's still well handicapped and he's lightly raced. So just the presence of those two made me less sold on Apple Rock. But yeah, everything that Tony just, said rings true. Just why would he have gone around the inner at Leicester last time? I don't know. I mean, I I messaged him earlier on Twitter saying, oh, I'm going to chuck it down at Wincan to make sure you go wide sort of thing. I mean, I think he's a promising rider. It might have just... I guess it was training's instruction. Everybody's everybody's gone wide. It might be churned up there. Why don't you try the mm. inner? And obviously it backfired because it's like quicksand up that inside, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff, gents. Right. The last race we're going to talk about is the Kingwell Lodge handicap chase. It's two and a half miles. Um, stolen silver is your 15 to 8 favorite. You've got Mondi Zavalar at 11 to 4. Slate House is in here at 4 to 1 for Colin Tizard. Killer Clown 9 to 2. Nutra Pari at 13 to 2. And the Carl Don at 25 to 1. Kevin Blake. Um, again, a short enough favorite here, but um, I don't know. I was looking at Slate House earlier just to the stable form. You'd have to question, but who do you like? Oh, yeah, I think I have to go from you. I was hovering over yeah. him at Ascot yeah. a couple of weeks ago and didn't pull the trigger. But uh, yeah. for me, this is a weaker race. The blinkers are on for the first time, which is definitely interesting. And look, he, he definitely showed more last time. He hasn't been showing signs of life for a little while, but he, mm. his handicap mark has plummeted as a result. Um, he's, I think, £22 lower than his, than his peak chase mark. And the blinkers, I'm hoping, will do the trick. You'd love to see Colin having more winners than he's been having um, the last month or so. But... Um, I'll take the chance. I'll take the chance. The blinks yeah, are the key, I think. I, I love blinkers on horses like this. So, I, 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 yeah, um, he, still he, had, he had a winner in a free runner race, and I think he had a horse that just got touched off uh, recently yeah, as true. well. So, Alexei so, Denotz won. Signs of life. But he'd not but, had a winner yeah. since, I think, the yeah, 4th of uh, December before He's in that. pretty poor form, but, you know, yeah, if you are so clutching gonna take sport, the chance. You're going to take the chance. Yeah, fair enough. Slate house for Kev. What about yourself then, Tony? Have you? No, not really. I'd look at this race. Six runner chases in worsening ground. Probably yeah, not for me. I can, I can see Slate House for sure. Yes, me too. What about you, Dan? Last word to you. I, on the quite, last like, race? I quite like Killer Clown, and I'm, I'm pinning a lot of it on the tongue tie because he didn't really get, well, he didn't get home at all at New, but I didn't think it was the brightest ride. He, he was in front a long way out. He was very aggressive on him, and it, and it told. 
He's now three pounds lower in this day and age of handicapping leniency from the BHA <laughs> than when he was just touched off in a Great Wood Gold Cup last uh, last March or whatever it was. Or is it February? We see you, so, handicappers. We see what you're doing. We see you. <laughs> splitters, splitters. He's down another three. He's in a lesser race. And if the tongue strap works, I think he's most interesting because Stolen Silver's got to prove he's as good at attesting two and a half miles as he is at two. And Montdelat de Avoir has won three races in his career and he's been at SPs of five to four, four to six and one to six. He's just a bit of a softy and he's never won over fences and he's got a long layoff to overcome. Okay, good stuff, gentlemen. All that remains then is for your naps of the weekend in ascending order. Kevin is plus 100, Dan plus 63. I managed to get a winner up last weekend with Stormy Ireland plus 21. Miracles will never oh, cease. And Tony Calvin is looking for a winner. You've already you've nailed your colours to the mask. It's Apple Rock, Tony, is it? Win Apple Rock. 240 win Canton. Yeah, that might get me to, if that wins, it might get me to about minus 40. So, right, needed. yeah, okay. I mean, look, there's nothing really I fancy. Obviously, Constitution Hill can't back because he's two to five. Go on, not that. I'm gonna go for um, back him each way, two places. Yeah, I'll tell you I'm what, go I'll for... I was tempted actually to, to stop the losing one of nine with Constitution Hill. <laughs> You know what? I, 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 just, I would literally have to just give up racing. And you, you know what? Momentum, yeah, momentum is a thing. Momentum is a thing. I believe in the momentum of winning. Momentum. Constitution Hill win only two to five. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Barber, what's your nap? You made your five on your tissue. I'm gonna go the, the save the best to last. Hopefully, I'm chanting the tongue strap working on Killer Clown three fifteen win Canton. Go okay, on, Team Side. Have a double at win Canton. Killer Clown. What about yourself, Kevin Blake, our our market leader? Yeah, like? I, I was up in the air between Numator and Final Lodge. I'm going to go with Numator win only, but the way it's been going for me lately now, it's it's my second choice just keeps winning and my nap yeah. keeps, keeps getting beat. So, you know, double down on Final Lodge because I'm napping Numator. Okay, good stuff, gentlemen. We are back with Wade in on Monday to look at all the weekend's action, plus the week of horse racing topics as and when they come. And our footsteps to the festival as well. We're going to take an Andy Poos, uh, Post view on the Supreme. <laughs> The Oracle and the champion hurdle. So obviously we'll know more about uh, Constitution Hill when my nap absolutely dots in at two to five. <laughs> A very happy birthday to kiss Mr. Kevin Blake, who's celebrating the big what Kevin is it? Three six? The big, the big three six on Sunday, I believe. Yeah, yes. good stuff. We're all invited. <laughs> gone early. Alrighty, we're all invited down to Golden for Sunday brunch with Kevin's house and Dee. We're fine. Champagne with the ready, ready to go. Is that right? Yeah, by all means, come down. I won't be there. <laughs> ah, right. Even better. Even better. I don't want to see you anyway. Listen, have a it's great like party. Christmas all over again. He's going to put us up in the stables at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Lads, have a great weekend. Enjoy the racing. Kev, happy birthday. I hope it's going. We'll talk to you on Monday. Good luck.